0: Capacity. is not one part of the strategy. Development. It's all we telephone. A wealth of intelligence. Unless you selfishly embellish in of the championships, Basking it in. Let's study in the conferences. Pack 12 in big. Twelve in the ten. SEC, ACC, win, 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 win. Victor you That's where I'm at, ladies and gentlemen. Victory over the night. Wonderful, amazing Michigan State Spartans, baby. Oh yeah. I'm gonna gloat in it for a second here. Oh yeah, baby. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. This is Debbie Owner's Manual Episode 3 Point. One, two, the podcast, which talks about college footballs and the Debbie landscape, plus how to use your Debbie team to build that you have built to translate to a successful NFL fantasy football team. I always say that I need to word that differently and maybe cut it down a little bit. But you know, it says what I want it to say. So it's all good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this week I'm coming at you solo. Um, It was kind of just in case of this game. I was a little worried about Michigan State and Michigan this year, and I didn't want a co host coming on that might be a Michigan fan and not have told me, and then come out of the blue and just beat me with a stick over the head with this game. So I kind of wanted to keep it solo. No, actually, I just didn't have anybody to. I didn't have anybody lined up. That's all it was. Nothing, no ulterior motive, but I'm here. And gloating. So, all right, we're going to first dive into the news. The big news of the week is Trevor Lawrence is still out. He's going to miss the huge game this weekend against Notre Dame. So, I don't like that very much. Although, DJU did play all right this week. I was really hoping to see Trevor Lawrence against Notre Dame. So, kind of a big loss this week. Real quick, we're going to go through the week's scores, big things you liked, Then I got a couple players I wanted to break down. All right, this week, obviously, in my neck of the woods, the big game was Michigan State defeating their rival, Michigan. 27-24, not really much to glean from Debbie prospects in this game. I liked what I saw from freshman Ricky White from Michigan State. I thought he looked really good, but it was one game, and, you know, they're Obviously, they were there to pick on Michigan's corners, and I think a lot of teams are going to see that and probably try to exploit it the rest of the season. Uh, I was not impressed with Zach Charbonnet, overly not impressed with Joe Milton from Michigan. You see a lot of the tools there, but in a game where he needed to take over and win, I was not impressed with his uh, throwing ability and thought he took too much dink and dunk and didn't take enough chances downfield. So I'd like to see a little bit more before I move him much as a Devy prospect. So. All right, And the actual big game of the week was probably Boston College scaring Clemson. They ended up falling in the end 34 to 28, behind uh, just Clemson with an amazing performance from freshman DJ. Uagule, who threw for 30 to 41, 342 yards, two touchdowns. ETN had a monster game, 224 total yards, 140 through air. I like how they were using him as a receiver. They had him lined out wide and he was running routes. I mean, not not like, you know, crazy routes or anything. Mostly they were just fly routes and things like that. But they weren't doing a whole lot of complex route running. But it was good to see him line up as a wide receiver and be more confident catching the ball. And he just continues to secure his spot as the RB1 in this class for me. Uh, Phil Yurkovich for Boston College had kind of a quieter game and I would have liked to have seen him put a little bit more into it this game. Uh, Clemson you just got to worry about that defense man that defense is you know they allowed 24 28 points to Boston College who has you know not much there for the wide receivers even Hunter Long was probably their best receiver going into this game and he was kind of quiet so Clemson's defense is a little worrisome going forward Alabama absolutely destroyed Mississippi State 41 to nothing Mac Jones and their 291 yards four touchdowns Devante Devante Smith Gained more yardage than Mississippi State did on his own with 11 catches, 203 yards, and all four of those touchdowns. So Devontae Smith, another giant game, and he's flittering on wide receiver three for me. Like, that's how, in this class, so I absolutely love what he's doing. I still think Jamar Chase is a beast, and Bateman's a beast, but I I, I think I'm going to put Smith at number three right behind them at this point. So just love what he can do with the ball this complete game. Ohio State rolled over Penn State, 38-25. Fields, another great game, 28-34. 318 yards, four touchdowns. Master got added 110 on the ground. The big name that kind of showed out for the Nittany Lions is Jahan Dotson, who's just gaining some Debbie buzz. And, you know, he's a guy you, you can probably still grab if he's out there. If your league isn't too deep, he had eight catches, 144 yards, three touchdowns for the Nittany Lions. And it's good to see someone get, you know, take a step forward in that passing game for the Nittany Lions. So Georgia squeaked by an ugly game. Kentucky 14 to three. I'm sure that's not what they wanted to do right before their huge matchup this weekend with Florida. Kind of a rough game there. Then uh, no one really to no performances I want to highlight in that one. Not a pretty game. Kentucky's got a good defense, but you'd like to see Georgia do a little bit better than that. Texas upset okay Oklahoma State. We talked about that last week. I thought that was a very likelihood of being the game that tripped up Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State Tylan Wallace had a gigantic game, eleven touchdowns or eleven touchdowns, that'd be really gigantic. Eleven catches, 187 yards, two touchdowns. So good to see him ball out. Chuba didn't do much. Texas didn't have like any amazing, amazing performances. They just find a way to get it done. So Texas with the upset there knocks OK State out of it, and it's hard to envision. A Big 12 team now making the playoff after this loss, so kind of a rough one there. Um, Virginia upsets North Carolina. It's North Carolina's second loss in their last three games, despite Howell had an amazing game, like 23 of 28, 443 yards, four touchdowns, and Diami Brown was the recipient of most of that. 11 catches, 240 yards, three touchdowns. Just a monstrous game from those two studs there, and upsets, and they still lost, so Virginia is another one of those teams that just kind of gets it done. You know, they're an ACC team, just kind of nagging there, just kind of hangs outside there, doesn't really, you know, have the names of star power and all that, and they just get it done. So big upset there. All right, we're going to dive into the players that I wanted to highlight this week. Usually we highlight three, but I'm going to go three and then one a little bit deeper. Um, guy who's looked amazing this year, Arkansas's wide receiver, Traylon Burks. This kid just, I mean, he's not, he doesn't have the numbers. I mean, against A&M, he had a great game, seven catches, 117 yards, two touchdowns. But he just keeps showing out. I love his size at 6'3", 232 pounds at a sophomore. He does have 366 yards, four touchdowns on the year. Um, he came into Arkansas as a four-star, uh, number 16 wide receiver in the 2019 class. And he's just, he's incredibly raw. But when he flashes what he is capable of, you just step back and you go, damn, like this kid is really freaking good. I love his, his size. I mean, obviously that size. Uh, Has incredibly strong hands. He tracks the ball well in the water. In the water, tracks the ball well in the air, and he wins contested catches. Just, I mean, if it gets thrown in his vicinity, he is going to catch the ball. He's incredibly physical, powerful, tough to cap tackle after the after the catch. Doesn't have you know burner speed by any means. I mean, at that speed, he's a guy that could just continue to creep up the board. Arkansas not exactly known for their passing game, you know, their prolific offense or anything, but Arkansas is doing some good things this year. And Traylon Burks is a name that I'm watching, and it just continues to rise up my board. So love him quite a bit as a guy to come out in the 2022 class. Another guy who had an amazing game, sorry, Kane, is Talia Tagavayola, the quarterback from Maryland. He had twenty six of thirty-three for three hundred and ninety-four yards, three touchdowns, one pick, but he also rushed for two touchdowns and sixty four yards. The size is not, you know, he's a smaller guy like Tua. He's 5'11", 2'15", you know, so he's fairly well built, but he's smaller. Puts a lot of zip on the ball, good arm strength, um, but he's definitely better making short to intermediate throws. Doesn't have like an incredible deep ball, but he takes the shots when he can. And he had a, just, I was amazed at his command of Maryland's offense and kept plays going on the run and he makes really smart decisions in this game. I really liked seeing what he did against. That was a pretty big test. Maryland looks good. They've got some good pieces there and could potentially be a very dangerous team with him at the helm. The footwork is something I'm looking for when I'm evaluating more and more of these quarterback prospects is today's game is changing. You know, the guys that stand in the pocket and don't move are just not as much of a premium like they used to be. So I like seeing the footwork. I like seeing him move on the run. He does a lot of exactly what his older brother did. Uh, not quite as good, not quite as polished and intelligent, but it could develop. So the guy, I'm just, just keep an eye on him. I'm still a little apprehensive. You know, he wasn't a guy I was super high on going into the season. So Watch out for the little ta- little little tags is what I'm going to call them so and Elijah Moore with another absolutely monstrous game for old Miss 14 catches 238 yards and 3 touchdowns Against Vanderbilt, I know it's Vanderbilt. This is this, this guy's just getting it done this year. He's five foot 185 pounds. He is draft eligible. More dangerous in the slot, but he wins on the outside as well. He's on pace right now for one hundred receptions and thirteen hundred yards in only ten games. That's ten freaking games. So obviously, this old Miss offense is pretty crazy. Matt Corral had a good bounce back game this week. He's getting highlighted, but he is just so freaking smooth. Like, I love watching this kid run routes. He's always open. Like, he creates separation at every single level, and he creates it hip movement. He creates it with sharp cutting. His agility, and when he, he runs, and he, like, will shift slightly without losing any sort of speed, which I love it, and I just love watching him play. I could just make a highlight tape of all the catches he's made this season. It would just blow you away. So a guy that's creeping up my boards even farther, this is such a good class coming out next year for wide receivers. I think he's seven for me right now, and that, that's crazy because he is really, really good. He is incredibly difficult to, to cover one-on-one. He kind of reminds me a lot of the way Antonio Brown was toward the beginning of his career before he started going cuckoo. Just incredibly dangerous and incredibly hard to cover. So, last guy I want to cover this week is a little bit deeper guy. Carson Strong, he's the quarterback from Nevada. He's a redshirt sophomore. I do think he's having a heck of a good season this year. Last week, he threw for 21 of 27 for six or 650. That's not right. 350, I think is what it was. Sorry about that, guys. Had a little bit of a brain fart. Two touchdowns. Last week, he was 39 of 52 for 420 yards, four touchdowns. So, he has six touchdowns on the year without a pick yet. He does have a fumble. So I was watching before I recorded this podcast. I, I, real quick, I wanted to watch these two games really closely because he's a name that I heard it was starting to get some buzz, You know, starting to get a little bit of, uh, get his name out there. So I wanted to see exactly what this kid was about. And I just dropped a cut up on my YouTube channel. So go ahead and check that out if you are interested as well. A lot of things I really like about him. His size at six foot four, 215 pounds. He doesn't move a whole lot in the pocket. He does not ask a lot. So that is obviously, like I just spoke of before, a little bit of a detriment in his game. But I love his quick release. His accuracy is is really, really good. He doesn't throw a lot where defensive backs can get the ball. He throws it a lot where only his receiver can. Sometimes I notice he throws, a, he throws high a little bit more than I like. He kind of leads his wide receivers out for bigger hits. So that's something you'd like to see getting worked on. But what he's done this year is, I mean, he looks incredibly in control of that offense. He excels at the at the intermediate, but boy, he throws a hell of a deep ball. If you watch the cut up that I released tonight, there's a couple throws in there that are like 40 or well, 40 or more yards downfield, and the placement is ridiculous on it. Just beautiful, beautiful ball placement. So he and he never throws like a wobbly pass. Like he's always got just a beautiful ball. He throws a beautiful ball, and so there's a lot of things to like there. Name, I'll be watching a little closer this year. Um, He is eligible in this class, but I don't think he's going to come out in this class. I'd like to see another year of improvement, but a name that could start to go up your boards. So keep your eye on Carson Strong. All right, week 10, some games I really want to watch. There are some huge, huge games this weekend. I am ready to hunker in and watch some football. Didn't get to watch as much Saturday as I wanted to. I was watching the Michigan-Michigan State game on my phone and outside of a cave in Tennessee where my kids were trick-or-treating, and I was going crazy. So this weekend, hopefully I'll be able to hunker in and, you know, be able to watch some football. Big one, Friday night, BYU travels to Boise State. And this one, I'm super duper duper excited about. I'm so happy that it's Friday night. I'll get to watch Zach Wilson. This is like a huge test for him. You've heard me talk about Zach Wilson before, 2,100 yards on the season. I moved him up to my number three quarterback in this class behind Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, but he's also a guy that I could see possibly staying in another year. I mean, he's almost to the point where he's done what he can do. And this is a huge test for them. If BYU can get past Boise State, their schedule gets a little bit softer past this. So this is like their huge remaining test. Uh, still a dark horse for like a BCS bowl game, but because you know they're outside the power five. But still, I, I like what BYU's done in Boise State. It's always hard to win on that blue turf up there. they've beaten the crap out of a couple teams this year. They just walloped Air Force, you know. So they've got a, you know, it's always a tough test to go up there. They might be out Hank Bachmeyer, their starting quarterback. I'm not sure. Jack Sears is a pretty capable replacement. I like George Holani, the running back there, quite a bit. And then Khalil Shakur, whose hips don't lie. I like that wide receiver there. So Boise State's got some really good weapons. They're going to give BYU a hell of a test, but that's a game that I'm really super excited for. Keep your eyes on that one. Watch Zach Wilson. Jack Kalani are the big ones to watch in that game, in my opinion. And Georgia, obviously, number eight goes to number five, Florida. And this is a incredibly critical game in the SEC East. I like that. I think this is Florida's best shot to beat Georgia that they've had in quite some time. Florida's playing pretty good ball. Florida did have the heartbreaking loss to Texas A&M. Georgia, obviously, Hung with Alabama for a half, and then they got blown out in the second half. But then they had this ugly game against Kentucky. So Florida, as we have talked about before, their their defense is leaking like a sieve. So this is a chance for Georgia to really, you know, Stetson Bennett to get back on the right track. He gives them the best chance to win, but they are going to have to score points. And Alabama showed how Georgia's defense can be beaten. You know, they are a very, very good defense, but they are beatable. So I absolutely guarantee the Florida will be watching that game tape to see what Alabama did in the second half to kind of pull away from Georgia. This is a massive, massive game. I know Andrew will be watching it. I know I have a lot of people on my Twitter feed that are Florida Gators fans, and I'm going to be a Gator fan for this Saturday. So I like this game a lot. It's going to be a fun one, man. It's got one of the ones you have to watch this weekend, and the third one that I'm absolutely all my eyes are on are Clemson at Notre Dame. A huge game for the Irish. I don't think they are as good as a number four team, but this is their chance to take on Clemson. And while Clemson is down a little bit, their wide receivers have not been absolutely, you know, as mind-blowing as we thought they would be. And having DJ Uagile at the helm kind of helps Notre Dame because their defense is pretty darn good. They do have um, a couple pieces on offense I like. Kyron Williams. I am not an Ian Book fan at all. Um, they have a couple really talented tight ends. It, they are going to test that Clemson defense that just got exposed by Boston College. So we'll see. This could be an ugly, ugly game. Um, it could get really ugly quick if Clemson finds their rhythm behind the freshman and score. But if Notre Dame can keep them from scoring, you know, at will, it could be a game that goes down to a you know twenty to seventeen last minute win. Yes, you know, so it could be. A, it should be a really good, fun game. I'm super, super, super excited to watch this. I think if Trevor Lawrence was in there, I think they would have blown out Notre Dame. So I think it gives Notre Dame a better shot. So a game I'm really watching, looking forward to watching this weekend. All right, lastly, we haven't done a rookie report the last couple weeks, so just kind of wanted to, to go through again a couple times, a couple, little bit here about what where is going on with the rookies this week after Tua got his first start in the NFL. Um, didn't look particularly amazing, but, you know, he didn't have to. They, they jumped out to an early lead behind some special team scores and a defensive score on la and they were able to kind of sit back and cruise to a win over the rams so to uh but justin herbert just keeps looking amazing man and he's a guy that i heard travis and ryan talking about on their show on their camp college to canton earlier today that if i think he's in the top 10 of quarterbacks at this point so and i would not fault anybody if the rookie draft was redone today of taking herbert over burrow knowing what we know today i think burrow's got a higher upside i think he's got the ceiling to be like one of the top quarterbacks but that organization in cincinnati i'm a Bengals fan and i am not in love with that organization i have never been they've made some of the dumbest moves and have wasted some really good players over the years so i'm hoping they're able to build a line in front of him keep this kid upright because burrow is a really special quarterback he's still my qb1 in that class but herbert's right at his heels man so I think they both have a, are staking a claim to being like a top 10 type quarterback. Burrow on volume, Herbert on just the kid looks amazing. So I love the Chargers team, despite the fact that they can't seem to win a game. They have the worst luck that I've ever seen of any franchise, I swear. Poor Chargers, man. So, and then rookie running backs, just, you know, I have seen some ridiculous trades with Jonathan Taylor and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and... You know, just be patient with these kids. You know, not every one of them run hit the ground running. Um, just Jonathan Taylor is a, li- a little little troublesome. You know, behind that offensive line, I thought he would hit the ground running and do a lot better than he has. So don't panic. I mean, don't panic on the talent there. You know, he's still these both got both are guys that if you're building your college your college to campus team or your college campus, good lord, your college to Canton team. You know, and you've you've got a couple someone who's contending and has Taylor or Clyde Edwards Hilaire or J. K. Dobbins, you know, throw a couple of your, your veterans, you know, throw a couple of your college players, you know, try to try to get these guys on the cheap right now. If someone's getting a little skittish, they have a good team that's contending and they, you know, that guy's sitting there and then they're like, you know, I could flip this guy. Flip him, you know, grab him. These guys are gonna be good running backs down the road, so I'd even throw cam makers in there. I'm sure you can get them pretty cheap. So just don't. The overreaction is crazy that I'm I'm seeing, and I know this is our our day and age now. We overreact to everything. So that's all I have on rookies this week, and that's that's a wrap for this week. I actually want you guys to make sure you watch these those three games this weekend. It's gonna be hella fun. Next week I'll be back with a great guest, and you won't listen to me rambling on about Michigan State anymore. I'm trying to think here. I've got nothing else. know any no other things that I can think of. Find this podcast at Debbie Manuel on the Twitter. I'll be doing another college hoodie giveaway. I don't know if you guys saw that this morning on Twitter. On Twitter, I did give away one this morning, and I will next December first. I will give away another. So that's for if you follow my YouTube channel. Which if you just search Debbie Manual in the in the YouTube, you will find it. Find me on Twitter at FFPeoplesChamp. I will be posting some more tidbits this week about these three games coming up, players to watch, and. I've got a lot more prospect videos I'm working on. Some big stuff coming down the pipe. DLF, write the Debbie Roundup every week. I will talk to you guys next week and take care. Don't forget about the Mountain West. The fact that flex. Someone is next. Ivy League fresh. That's dope. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of players to test. I'm serious. They will talk about the most obscure players on this planet. Potentially another planet. He's got a 4340 from Mars, like, I don't know, it's too much, I'm done. I'm gone this time. Like, don't bring it back in.